Welcome to the Cannabis Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, Earl Carruthers, and I have been a serial cannapreneur in the growing, processing, and retail space for over eight years. And we are here to learn together to get a well-balanced understanding of cannabis and cannabis products. Tune in every week for quality cannabis education for your canna inspiration. are going to be talking about setting up shop, how to choose the best area to grow cannabis indoors. It's cannabis or hemp, kind of same thing. Um, but what is the best area to grow? Well, I've seen people grow cannabis just about everywhere. When it comes to designing a space, we have to consider how many plants we want to grow, how big they're going to get. I'm always thinking with that designer mind, so that way you don't start growing and then realize your plants don't have enough room or you don't have anywhere to expand to. Mm. So think about how many plants first. And because it, it's like an addiction, you know, like once you grow a few plants, you want a lot more and then you want to try new strains. And so you end up like going to the capacity of what you can grow. For a lot of people that might be like six, depending on what state you live in. Here in Washington with a medical license and a family, you can grow up to 15 plants. You know, some strains can get pretty big. And so 15 plants might be your entire garage. Uh, but some strains, it might be one bedroom. So thinking about that first as a design parameter is a really important thing to think about. There's a, a handful of things that could go wrong. One of the biggest ones that I think about are neighbors and the, the smell. So the, the exhaust fans, like where they're pointed. There's a lot of little things around neighbors and, you know, nosy neighbors, neighbors that might not have great intentions or all of a sudden become your best friend. I don't know. That's one thing that I think about um, quite a bit. People who are in more urban environments or suburban, it's definitely something to consider if your neighbor's like five feet away or there's like a pathway next to the window that your fans are going to be blowing out or like right. work, things like that. Watering, plants need water. So having a good contained space for watering is an important thing. Um, but also like climate control, if, if a space gets too hot or too cold or has too much breeze. So a lot of these things uh, I think we're going to be talking about. You're, you're going to be in there. You're going to be intimate with these plants. And so Good. being able to be comfortable in that environment, I think, is really important. How much time do you spend, Jesse? Well, I kind of have a job that requires me to take care of plants. So it's like full time. But growing indoors on a personal level, I, just typical grow spaces um, legally is like five, six plants. That's like normal. And maybe an hour a day, maybe you're checking on them in the morning, maybe you're checking on them at night. And then sometimes like you'll have to like repot or you'll have to do something that is kind of messy. And that's, that's one of the factors that I think is really important. Cause like climbing into the attic with a bunch of potting soil and pots is kind of a pain. Whereas if it's in your basement, it's a little bit easier to work with the plants. And that's important for in general time, but also in a colder climate, you don't want to have to take them outside if you don't have right, to, you know. Right. right. So. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right. You mentioned a couple of things. We're going we're gonna to kind of now dig a little deeper to uh, kind of each one. Let's talk about the smell. Um, why is this, uh, I guess, why is this even a big thing to consider when you're trying to figure out that space? Well, the smell is strong. I mean, it's really strong. And I could go into like, historically, it could, it could bring up all kinds of things for people who aren't users or aren't comfortable with it, especially neighbors. But I was in a, a large grow facility yesterday and it just seeps into everything. Like 
your clothing, furniture in the room. So making sure that that's something that you're okay with. Or like I said, if the exhaust fans are pointing out the window at your neighbor's garage or um, a park bench, <laughs> those kinds of things you want to think about. It smells good. I love the smell, but it can trigger some people or it can be a problem if you, if it's impenetrating in your like clothing and, and then you have to like go to work and you reek like weed, you know, that's one thing I I always consider. um, If you do it in your laundry room and you like air dry your clothes, they might, they might smell a little bit. (laughs) That's true. That's true. That's true. Now, uh, I mean, also if like you have a company, you know, coming over, I heard that too, kind of like, usually it's, you know, final three, four weeks is kind of the, the dankest per se. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. and if you have a house with kids, I can't stress this enough because I have teenage kids. My One of my sons, like all his friends were like, yes, it smells great in here. And then the other one was like horrified to bring his friends over because he thought they'd tell their parents and their parents wouldn't let him come back. So it was just like this really funny dynamic. But yeah, it makes your whole house smell sometimes if you're growing enough. Um, yeah, I had to let some of my son's teachers know that we were licensed hemp growers the first year because, um, it, you know, he's around it. I'm curious. I mean, on that note, uh, how do you talk to your kids about it? Well, it's no secret. Um, I, I mean, I have my whole philosophy around the plant and the plant medicine and mm-hmm. um, teaching them that it's a sacred teacher plant and that it's to be respected and um so I might have a different take than other parents, but I, I have a long history with the plant and I'm also a horticulturalist. So it makes sense for me um, to be working with a plant for its medicine and, and other benefits as well. Cause I, I do herbalism and, and as a designer, I'm always working in the most beneficial medicinal plants for people into their gardens. So um, this is just one of many, but I have a personal fascination with it that it was in prohibition for so long. And now that it's out, I'm really enjoying the opportunity to experiment with it legally and grow it in a way that's not trying to control um, the THC content. And so I, I have a little bit different of a spin. I want more naturalized plants and would love uh, to see every plant, every cannabis plant outdoors um, where they can really thrive and benefit uh, the ecosystem as well. And so most of our plants, we actually grow indoors and then the bulk of them go outside through the summertime. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's, you know, it's people like you that's going to help uh, erase this stigma um, and just talking about it and being open about it and not making it so taboo. Um, something to consider when, when you're trying to pick what area to grow is smell. Um, the other thing is sometimes people don't think about the noise. It's a lot of noise. I mean, the fans can, it can be like a low hum. It, it's actually great for like a baby needing to sleep and having that white noise. Like if you're trying to watch a movie or something like that, you don't necessarily want your media room, you know, right next door to your grow room or, you know, like where you're hanging out and watching TV because it can, it can be loud. It, but again, it, it all depends on how big, your spaces that you're growing in because some of the tents that are like four by four, it's not going to get that loud. But if you're using your whole room, it might be. And there's a lot of like products you can buy to help even filter some of that noise. So, Mm. and it depends on how big you're going, but in general, it's a lot, I think it's a lot noisier than people might expect for sure. Yeah. Cause I actually, I can tell now if I walk into the grow, if something's off, like you're used to, all right, this is humming, this is clicking. And when it's not humming or clicking, it's like you already kind of know, oh, shoot, something's not working. 
Yeah, the, the grow space that I was in yesterday was a very large facility, but their their workers were wearing um, ear protection. I mean, there was probably like 400 fans going. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes sense. So so all the equipment you gotta kind of pay attention. And again, it's, if you're trying to be discreet, I get it. A lot of states are becoming legal now. We're talking, you know, you're you're in a legal state, but at the same time, um, for the sake of security um, and for your own uh, peace of mind, you know, noise is something to actually consider when you're trying to pick that space. Yeah. Um, to, to, to just like talk about security for a minute. I think that's like the biggest factor with smell because uh, if people can smell it, they know. And if you are at all concerned about someone breaking in, or, there's other factors that you have to consider, like, you know, blacking out your windows and thinking of that as one of the design parameters of like, how can I make this space safe and secure so my crop doesn't get stolen or vandalized or whatever. Yeah, because usually, or even it gets tipped off by, you know, law enforcement. And even if you are going legally, if it's the noise or the smell, it's like you want to avoid that conversation. Um, yeah. Or you cool. become like the bad neighbor on the block. Everybody's like, you know, that's <laughs> that's, that's another thing to avoid. You got to erase this stigma. We're going to give all the neighbors free weed. No, it's okay. Yeah. Um, all right. You, you mentioned something earlier about light tight. Um, why is it important to be light tight? Well, for the flowering period like which strains if you're doing auto flower and whatnot, but in order to get that flower to grow, you need it like tight for a 12 hour cycle. And just little cracks of the sunlight coming through can can throw your plants off. So, and that's one of the benefits for uh, rooms that you can really tighten up, like cover the windows um, and the grow tents specifically are really great for that. One of the spaces that I think is more challenging is a garage because the door opens and closes. So timing that um, or just always keeping it closed. Um, but that's definitely something you want to think about right up front because it, it won't matter until, you know, the plant's a little bit older, but you don't want to catch yourself in a room that you, there's always going to be light breaks um, as you're working with the plants or coming in and checking on them too. That makes sense. I mean, it sounds like if you are going to choose your garage, either you're just not going to use it anymore or maybe build a room within the garage or a tent within a garage. Yeah, tents are what I see most, but um, building a room isn't a bad idea because then you can insulate too. Here where I live, garages are cold. Nobody's in their garage. So um, you have to have some kind of insulated space. And barns are another good space um, to grow in, but that's also, they're more drafty. So it's something to, to insulate is a big factor in that in the winter. Anything that you use in particular, maybe uh, keep things like tight if you're in a space like I use, there's that, um, it's in the paint section. It's, it's a plastic, it's a black plastic. I just kind of put that over the framing of the wall. I may tack it up and that kind of helps me seal things. Um, is there anything else that you that you do differently or that kind of thing? That's, I mean, for light sealing, that's great. I think that would be the best, the best cheapest way. If you have to insulate at the same time, like I've seen people use um, rigid foam and cut it and put it in like a window frame so mm -hmm. that they're getting the insulation factor factor and then putting the plastic over that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause I, I usually would do the frame, put the plastic and then I will put the, uh, the foam, um, over the plastic. So the plastic is okay. kind of behind, okay. um, the foam, but that's only cause the foam, I have that, the dual where, where it's shiny mm -hmm. on the outside. Yeah. I, the shiny part is outside facing the plants and then, the non-shiny part. That's my best description. The non-shiny part is uh, is up to the plastic. Yeah, I found that to kind of be the best, but you're right. I mean, uh, those light leaks can cause a lot of damage um, as far as um, seeds, if you're not looking for seeds. Um, yeah. 
and you can have everything else right. Um, be like, man, what is the problem? But sometimes yeah, you gotta. Well, that's another factor, like uh, having a room that locks, because you know you have a curious person or someone you know visiting, and they like go in the wrong door or something. Yeah. Like that could be a problem in a light leak. So um, wow. locks are always great. Um, what about as you mentioned earlier, garages are typically colder. The climate in the area, why is that important when you're trying to consider choosing that grow space? Well, they want a consistent temperature. You don't want a lot of fluctuation. And so the insulation or the ability to control the climate is important. And one of the biggest factors is just cold drafts, I think, mm -hmm. and being able to control that. So climate is such a big deal because like say you're in Arizona and it's like a hundred and something three, you know, right. you're going to have more fans than you are here in the Pacific Northwest where you're going to have heaters and dehumidifiers, but getting the temperature right for the plant sake is just going to make them happier. So minimizing drafts, having equipment that's set on autopilot basically. So like if the temperature dips below a certain amount, it kicks on. So you're not having to do it all man. So those are things to, to really consider. And, and also lights can get hot depending on what kind of lights you have. So making sure there's ventilation in that case, if it is too hot. And so we're, we're trying to get the optimal temperature and, and depending on the time of the year or the, the environment that you're trying to grow in, um, it could be too hot or it could be too cold. Yeah, it takes, sometimes it takes a lot of equipment. Um, okay, so yeah, we're we're talking about um, climate and and, and area, and, and typically you want to consider if things are getting too hot, things are getting too cold. Is there an area that you um, recommend as far as kind of the optimum to, uh, for best? I, there's so many variables. I, I, I think of flooring first, concrete floor being easy to work in, in terms of like cleaning up. You know, if you have a spill or something like that, but it's also colder generally. And I'm in a cold climate, so I'm always looking at how to keep things warm generally. Right. And so upstairs is generally warmer because heat rises, right? So if you are somewhere that's warm, you might want to be in the colder environment just to because it's going to get hot. So it, it, it depends. Every situation is so different. Right. And I think right. that's one of the challenges of design is not trying to find a prescription that fits you and everybody else but looking at all these different design parameters and figure out what's going to work best in your situation. Um, cool. You mentioned also about air um, coming in, coming out. Um, mm -hmm. So choosing that optimum space to grow, you considering the climate, and then also, you know what, we got to exhaust some of this air out. How important is that? Well, I think that goes into like the neighborhood factor, the security factor more than anything else, because it's going to smell. And there, there are like filters and stuff that you can buy, but I mean, if you're like me, I can walk by someone or a house and just know, and not everybody has that, that nose, but if it's close enough to a neighbor within 20 feet i think it's it's a it's a pretty big deal especially if you're not on good terms with that neighbor or there's any concern around you know having them know um, and you know hopefully everybody's doing this legally by now um but again if even if it just tips off like an inquiry because you know a, a an old neighbor who's not up to latest laws and regulations they might be like oh my neighbor's growing weed next door and they're a drug dealer, you know, so it could like end up being this issue where they're going to come out and, you know, cause a scene and you don't want, nobody wants that to happen. And so that's, that's something I would be thinking about a, a lot, especially towards the end um, because the plants can get pretty, pretty smelly. And again, this is one of the reasons why I like to have the plants outside because they, you know, the air is much different um, in terms of where it, it, 
circulates. Um, mm -hmm. But when you have that exhaust fan blowing out one, you know, one pipe, um, that's a big deal. And that's another, uh, not light leak, but a ventilation consideration for like, right. is it going to be a constant hole in the window? Um, are you gonna have to drill through the wall? You know, how are you just blowing it back into the room that like if you're using a tent? <laughs> so there's all these little things to think about depending on the scale of it and or how permanent it's gonna be. No, that makes sense because you gotta have air going out and if you got air going out, you also need to plan for air coming in too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, circulation is really important. Thanks for listening to the Cannabis Therapy Podcast. For more Cannabis Therapy blogs and resources, check our website, CannabisTherapyNetwork.org. CannabisTherapyNetwork.org.